You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Mob Wives. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Mob Wives news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Mob Wives. Thank you very much, Sir Richard Wentworth. Kevin Odegaard here with... Cameron Marston. Bringing you Mob Wives, Season 2, Episode 7, entitled Fights and Facials. Unfortunately, we weren't <laughs> able to watch the sit-down. Correct. Um, generally, I love to be able to watch the their version of the after shows. It usually gives us more ammunition here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended on this show. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. I know you guys had watched it. A couple of weeks ago, did you feel like it, it added anything to what we do? Um, the yeah. information you you information wise, no, not necessarily, but uh, entertainment wise, because we got to see big ads. You get a little, they kind of satiate your cravings for more of the characters. Um, the host, not not my favorite, but it she'll was, get it was, there. Yeah, no, she'll watching. get there. She's doing the morning buzz for them, <laughs> and I don't know her personally, but uh, I, I think she just needs some time. You know, I think that, I think I think you know it's funny. I know people over at VH1, and it'd be nice if they had a network girl, so to speak. Yeah, you know, maybe they I mean, don't like really you said, have one. Maybe she'll get there. It's just you know having like big Ange on the show. It's over like larger than life character. You know? Quite. <laughs> and and when we in our special segment, we're actually going to go over the real life goings on because just this week alone, some serious. <clears throat> Serious, real life, scary drama mm-hmm. between uh, Renee going to court with her sister, watching her father being taken away in cuffs, all due to what Junior did. Mm-hmm. So, in our special segment, we're going to go over that. For now, let's get into tonight's episode, uh, beginning with the spa. Karen's spa, spa day. Was it? Yeah, it was Karen's spa day. Mm-hmm. Um, at Renee's house. At Renee's house. <laughs> <laughs> and serviced by well, we're gonna get to that. But well, on. you know, the, they have this this spa day, and we see the usual suspects. And for this season, show up. And for this season, we have Big Ange. Big Ange. We have Ramona, and Ramona brings Adriana, who we don't. Couple of close ups. We don't really see much of her, mm-hmm. but we're gonna find out later that she had bad blood with Carla. Was actually friends with Carla, and then they had a major falling out. So this did have the the the, the all the signs of ambush. Yeah, yeah. And interesting how Big Ange continues to, as we were talking about on, in the commercial breaks, she's she's so she's such a veteran of mm-hmm. this whole this world that. You know, she gets in, she has her fun, and then she gets out before the drama. I think she's in the spot where Renee wants to be, but doesn't know how to emotionally disconnect herself. Renee has to, but you know why <laughs> Renee can't be there? She's still fighting for her spot. Mm-hmm. This one has her spot in perpetuity. I mean, 10 years ago, whatever 
we're going to, and I think in our news, we kind of go over some of it. Now the real truth is coming out about Big Ange. A lot of it corroborates what, what I've been saying is that she's the most legitimate. She not only has the, the blood, she's not, she's not only in this world by blood, which we see with Renee and Karen, but she's also gotten her hands dirty. Yeah. So she's the most legitimate. And this is at the kind of, this is in the twilight of her mob career. So she's got the ring. It's there. You kiss it. Um, but Karen, but Renee wants you wants to be there, but she she hasn't earned it yet. She's she's she hasn't not, earned it, and I think she's no. lacking in the self development department. I think she's going to get there. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see. I mean, I mean now that with the, them becoming reality stars, it takes a whole other turn. But you know, kind of moving drugs for your dad or whatever, like on the sly, whatever she was doing in Arizona, and doing what Big Ange did is two different things. I think Big Ange is so much more legitimate. And I don't, I don't see Big Ange as a mob wife. I think she's no. just, you know. She's she's a mo- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bob Stir. <laughs> um, so, so we see this. Uh, we feel like things are going to go to a boil, and they and they don't too much because Carla doesn't show up. And to me, I I watch this every week, and I think Carla is just a nice girl and a nice wife and a nice mom who mm. just fell for the charms of a bad guy and we see this all the time in life don't we mm-hmm. and so having her i could see where she would be like i i'm not going to that party yeah well she lends to the whole what is that old saying nice guys finish last that's basically what it is with her husband um i do have to say about the carla situation with the phone call i, I felt like Karen was Karen was mild to the whole situation. It was Renee that kind of blew it. Whether it's for her sister or for the show or not, I mean, Karen was like, you know, yeah, she might have been a little irritated, but yeah, but what was <clears throat> Karen? Blew Renee it up. was. I mean, Renee, Renee blew, blew it, up. it up. Yeah, but she was. Mad. It seemed like she was upset with uh, Ramona. What well, the phone at the phone call with Carla? She seemed upset with Carla. That like, Carla why aren't you being come. truthful? Well, no, why aren't you being honest about why you're really not coming? Okay. Which then, which lends to some of the news that I was talking about in one of her interviews. She talks about um, at the time that this was taped, she was on painkillers, antidepressants. She had had the surgery and she had a a wound that wasn't healing correctly, so she was on multiple meds at the time and wasn't always thinking rationally. So she she backtracked. Yeah, she backtracked. That's right the, and the, we find out from i think was it was a blogspot what was yeah. where did you get um, the information from mobwives.blogspot.com we got the information that mm-hmm. she's backtracking now and i i was saying to you the reason she's i think she's always going to if push 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 came to shove she's gonna back renee and ramona more because again they're legitimate mm-hmm. they're not just pretty girls who married into it they were it's in their blood and and you know I mean, that's a fine fine term or uh translation of that term it not so much back i don't think she's gonna back karen and ramona i think she feels that familial sense with them too because of what they were born because of what they're because they're born into it she may not agree with what they do but there's a certain end of the day there's a certain loyalty and and you know i think as these seasons evolve Mm. there's going to be such a short circuiting because on the one hand they're 
she, especially with her sister, is going to want good TV and want to become a star. But then she's going to have this 40 years worth of be loyal, be loyal, be loyal family drilled in her. And I, you're going to, you know, it's the same type of short circuiting I talk about that I see on the situ- with the situation on the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. It's like on the one hand, he wants to be the situation which was this cocky kind of cheese ball from, from, from Jersey. And on the other hand, he he wants to make he knows he, he needs to make good television, mm-hmm. and he goes back and forth, and you can see he short circuits because he, he's he's in the middle of it, yeah. and you see it. So you, you we're seeing it more risk, and more, right? right? And so now I'm, I just I'm curious with with this is this show is so crazy because what is going on in reality? Mm-hmm. They can script it like most of these shows. We know we we call it here the dick in the soup where. The producers get involved and and make a make something happen. They they, but they to have they, this real life edition. But yeah. you've got this crazy stuff going on in real life. There's there's real blood that's been spilled. Mm-hmm. There we're gonna get into the news. There's many many victims from these people and the people they knew. But also in the in the current scheme of things, mm-hmm. there's major stuff. People are going to jail. The the as we're gonna talk about, Junior, as of today, is in witness protection, <laughs> gone. In reality, there's no scripting that, right. Cam. Mm-hmm. So this is really a crazy show. I mean, I can see why it gets the numbers, and although it seems like the fights are kind of getting to be the same, and and almost like one episode is teasing into another, and it's not delivering. Delivering. Well, we talk about it like with Bad Girls Club. You know, the editing is what keeps us coming back. We know that there's scripting involved. I mean, they just kind of let it blow up. But for them, there's the reality thing that keeps me in because there, there is this There is this reality. reality. Yeah. I'm sure these these moments, I'm sure Renee, if the sister's smart, she's saying, Renee, go more over the top. Be you times 10. But there is a reality of, of this. Story, yeah. I, and I'm sure she loves the son. You can see she loves the son. And I'm sure the loyalties that she, were, she was raised with, I'm sure it's it's all gonna get confusing, mm-hmm. and she actually talks about that in her interview. She does, mm-hmm. and so we'll talk about this in the, in the maybe in the news. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, so we see so we see the spa thing, and it's a girls' day out. I was hoping for some something big and crazy, but Carla doesn't give us that. She doesn't go, yeah. and I and I, I could see where Carla to, again. I say again, I think she's the most ladylike out of all of them. Where she didn't want to walk into that. She's not. She's not a fighter. Well, and, I, yeah, well, I mean, that's wh- exactly it. I respect that. I mean, if you know you're not a you're not a scrapper, whatever it might be, and you're also a mother that wants to keep some sense of decorum and dignity, why put yourself in a situation where there's the risk of that? You know, and already the bells are ringing off, and then that whole Adriana portion that got added about that mess <clears throat> only solidifying it for her. She would have totally. I, I respect the fact that she didn't go. Would have totally been ambushed, mm-hmm. and you can see why. I don't know. I just I don't I don't see her as a. I know you think she's a follower. I don't really see her as a follower. I just I see her as the most normal out of them. Because well, what's your take on it? Do you actually think that Karen or Ramona would have jumped her? <laughs> I think that they would have. I I still say when Karen stood up at the table when they had their talk and walked around and got in her face, that was a form of assault. But then again, they're only one on one. Knowing that this is at Renee's house. And knowing how dramatic and over the top Renee would get, put herself in the middle just to kind of steal the, some of the limelight from all of it. Maybe, I honestly don't think that would have happened. Maybe they wouldn't have jumped her. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it would have been trying to take 
take the high road to look again, look like, and, and maybe get her on their side. Yeah. Maybe it would have been that. Because even Carla said it herself, even if something else is going on with some another grouping, Renee's still going to steal the thunder. She's going to somehow get involved. So, but but even still, like, do you would you want to be? It's the same when Drita no. went. To like I said, the, I respect the fact that the she Renee, chose not to put herself in that right. situation. When Drita went to the Renee's, I'm alive party. But do you believe her excuse for not going? Half and half, because I think she still hung up on the husband. Oh, definitely. So I think so. I think that's it. And I think also just a lady who's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk into this. I'm gonna get in the uh, the pond with all the crocodiles. We as talked about, just said we talked about posture before, and so when she actually does, whether she's confronting and whoever she's confronting, whether it's Karen or not, whenever she confronts somebody verbally, she tends to not look at them. Carla, yeah, yeah, because I listen. I don't think it's. I just think she's a nice girl. She just was supposed to marry a fireman or a policeman or just, 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 she, she should have. Uh, or it could have been a lawyer, a businessman, whatever. But a guy who'd go out and provide, she'd make a very nice house for you. She'd raise the kids very well. She'd, I think she'd be great to her man. And that's it. She just did what a lot of women do. I felt she married the wrong guy, which it happens. Guys who marry the wrong girls. You know, she fell in love with a bad boy when she was young. And in those areas, People marry young. You know, it's the high school sweetheart, all that crap that people buy into. I don't know if it's changed, but I know when I was in those, like, Italian-American neighborhoods, that was very big. Mm -hmm. And so that's the age where you totally make those mistakes to be with the bad bad boy or the goon. And then it's you're still attached because they're the parents to your children. And and as we see with even Junior, these guys are amazing charmers. Now well, she's, on top of that, there's a safety. There's a certain safety, there's a safety right? to it. And I could see where she was with this show. She was getting away from him. Mm. But now he's back. She's famous. You know he's doing everything to get back in. And mm. and again, these guys are very good at what they do. And if, you know, if they mentally charm them or manipulated them for as long as they did, coming back in and reali- the reality is she's on this show because of him. You know, there's, there's mm-hmm. a certain mental twist, a mental f there, <laughs> right? So, so you, they could play that yeah. too. And I, I, like I, said, I don't hate her. I get, I, I like her mm-hmm. a lot. I, I, I mean, is she the most entertaining out of all of them? No, but I like how we have this. As a, as a heterosexual male, I like this one girl that I can like, like her and Drita. I, I like the most, and I, and I feel like that's why they're together because they're they're trying to get better. For her, for Carla, it seems like she married the wrong guy. For Drita, she married the wrong guy, and she was attracted to violence and craziness and all that stuff, although mm. she wasn't raised in it for one reason or other she was. And she's seeing, you know, you, we were seeing some growth last season where she's like, hey, this isn't right, and I need to pull away from this. And I guess that's why I like those two, and I think that's why those two are together, where the other ones are like, no, we're old school we're gonna carry the old ways with Ramona. us Ramona's my favorite you, you, she's your favorite I love Ramona. really she's my favorite but I called that two, uh, two or three episodes ago you know why she's not my favorite why because I feel like she's so heavily defending Karen that it doesn't to me it doesn't feel real it feels like I'm gonna muscle my way onto this show and I might be wrong and if I'm wrong no, you, I, I think there's a certain sense then of truth to I that. can see where she'd be likable but I, that's what makes me not really like her I don't, I don't hate her but I don't like her because I, I feel I don't know I'm like I'm, the only outsider the new one I like is, is Big Ange, is Big Ange. Like, we love Big Ange 
And Big Ange loves us. Well, see, I was Team Karen before, right? Before this season started, I actually really liked Karen. And that whole fight went down last season. I actually was Team Karen. I didn't like the fact that Drita, whether you black out or not, Renee's holding her down. Come on, girl. Square up. Let her get up. But that being said, it's done. It's in the past. I was Team Karen starting this season. And then Karen reverted to what she knew, what she grew up with, and that whole calculated aspect about, you know, I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm going to get you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ramona, I liked you. You're right. I liked her better first season, too. Ramona, for some reason, there's something about her character that stays tried and true. I don't. I mean, I get the loyalty thing is over the top, but she that girl can talk. That girl can speak. She. I mean, she. She. She digged on. Well, we're gonna get to it. I'll talk about it after Carla. Oh, when we get to Carla. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's. Well, let's. Let's. Can we talk about Drita? Yeah. I feel like speaking of Dick in the Soup. Um, I know there's been accusations with this show yeah. that there's been Dick in the Soup. I felt like the conversation with her and Aaliyah, her daughter, was not Dick in the Soup. I didn't think it was. Because I don't think the daughter's an actress. Jesse like, knows. I'm not big. I don't right. like when the children come on. I mean, it is, it's TV. It's going to be TV. I think you have to be very careful yeah. when you bring your children that's, in. That's I, we have friends topic even who, more have so. their, who have their children on shows. And I just, it's very scary. The monsters, you know, first of all, you're exposing them, number one. Number two, it's just, I don't feel it's healthy for them. Uh, I think I it's something either. better later in life. I don't either. I mean, I don't think she means to harm her children, but... No, no, not at all. I don't think it's so at not all. Not at all. She's just a... She's, that specific topic, I think, was something I think that should have not been It's almost like nouveau riche people, the way they are with money. Yeah. It should be a term for people nouveau in the business. Yeah. Because, like, the people, the, the people that have been in this business uh, a longer time really make the kids train. They send them to college. They, do, they really make it as tough on them as possible. Now, granted... There's gonna be um, they're gonna get they're gonna get advanced just because of their names. There's people gonna get hired just because of who they are. But mm-hmm. the smarter ones, the non nouveau riche in the industry, do it that way. I feel like the nouveau riche, the ones who get the instant fame, uh, they they just want to throw it on the kids just and pedal to the metal. It's almost, well, it's almost like when you're nouveau riche, you give all your right. Don't you spoil the kids with gifts and this and that? You know, you don't realize you're harming them by doing that. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, and I feel like so. I think it's coming from a good place with her, but I I, I don't agree. I, I I don't think it's healthy for the daughter. Like I said, I just it's unhealthy I just enough that like they're growing this, up yeah, in this environment. I just didn't like the topic that they were talking about specifically, the whole divorce thing. I think it's something that should have been kept in private for her to have a genuine reaction and not have the cameras on you. Like, you know, if she's hurting and let and her she, break and down. And you know what's so funny? The daughter was actually kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Drita made it worse. She was more sad. She started crying. I know, you know, make, so, you know. but that's what I'm saying. And as a child, unfair as it is to have to take care of your parents, we all know that there that's some reality for right. some people. Yep. But to now see your mom crying, you're on TV, the cameras are there. You know, for me, that's not a genuine. I don't know. I just I like the hum, the human side of things, and I don't think that that doesn't promote a genuine human reaction and a genuine human interaction with between two people. Having the cameras around for that specific type of topic. So what, you don't think they were being genuine? No, I mean... You don't think it was healthy? The, the reactions are genuine for a TV recorded, you know, right. in that arena. But for a mother and daughter to share that kind of personal personal topic, you know, that's her dad. Right. That's still her dad. Our parents right. are God to us. It's not right. Yeah. You know, let us, I agree. I okay. want to have a genuine no, I, conversation with you, mom. And if you're going to break down, I want to be there for you. But it's hard. I'm right. on TV. I still have to. I'm going to. I'm creating in my head what I think is the right way to react now, which is not necessarily healthy. Like you said, I don't think she was reacting, though. She wasn't really crying. The mother started to cry. 
I think for her, because she's 12. But even then, there's a reaction to that. And she hasn't seen the dad in how many years because of jail. Mm-hmm. So he's like, she's like, daddy's coming out. We're all going to go to Hawaii. She's fine. It was when Dorita starts bawling, which a lot of parents do, that they, they start talking to the children like they're 25. And like the daughter was... Right. And that's, and that's how innocent, children you know, react to and, that, though. Right? And, absolutely. Like AJ. And, <laughs> and, a, and a lot of times you see this with single parents. Mm-hmm. They, they throw it on the children. Poor AJ, you know, with Renee puts so much on that kid mm-hmm. when we talk about it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I give credit for it being a genuine moment. I do agree with you that it probably. Like we talked about it. Be better not to see. I, I don't think Drita, we, didn't, we don't no. think Drita had any bad I think, intentions. I think Drita should have those conversations with Carla and, and let's get, let's start dating. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, like, you can't everything be a fight. Like, let's get these girls on some dates. Like, let's, I want to see Drita and Carla, especially Drita. I want to see her date a non-thug. And I want to see what it's like for her. Kind of hard, sidebar. Drita on Twitter, you know, she does certain things. Like, she'll go and if something happens with a football game, she says she'll do the Dougie, which is a dance move. She'll do a YouTube video. And she did. And people love it. She has a huge Twitter following. And now she's selling a line of shirts with phrases from the show <laughs> nice yeah you know what i just i i i want to see her maybe it's another show maybe it's a spinoff just mm-hmm. watching them date but i feel like i don't know i guess if, i guess if it's working for them to keep going with every week it's the tension and the tension and the fights so i guess it's fine but i she has a great character for a show i don't but i'm very it. curious to see them date I'm very curious yeah. to see their dating lives to see, you know, what would happen. Um, all right, let's talk about So Drita comes over and does Karen's makeup. <laughs> so they can finally talk. You know, Drita's not going to go to the spa. Yeah. And you you had some great exchanges well, with me on that. Yeah, well, definitely um, Drita made a comment about uh, what I got from it was the fact that Drita accepted as the victim of somebody who, who cheated on her. Accepting that herself she herself may not be able to get over it you know it's not so much about the other person anymore because she's talking to renee about junior and that is true that's something i've thought about before having been cheated on the reality is am i going to let that go in order for this person who's maybe making the the most genuine attempt to make amends and move on and be a better person but if i'm holding on to that aspect of what had happened in the past are we really going to get over it and get past it and move on or move forward so i i like that as opposed to pinning it on lee which you know she's called him out many times about he's a right. cheater but at some at some point accepting because this is Rita's comment to renee accepting the reality that she maybe she's not going to get over it there's certain things that she has to realize she might not be able to move past yeah, so you i mean i like that, that yeah was, no smart well, we love it's it. easy for us to blame other people, and I right. think a lot of things you know we have to take responsibility for. They say it does it with cheating. In some cases, it takes two. It's the you know the one who cheats. Well, especially if it's not the first time. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Second time, third time. You know, it's with I have to say with um, Junior, I kind of get sucked into him. <laughs> I can see the charm. Yeah. I can see where it's like because he he seems supportive and he doesn't seem like he's. Making it up or fronting, and is this because he's just an amazing sociopath, or it, does he have redeeming qualities? Maybe, maybe he has. Yeah, well, yeah, great people skills. Because you grew up, and you said you grew up in that a little bit, not in yeah. that lifestyle, but in that no, I worked affiliation, for, for like right? Ten years, yeah. and you know, I guess if you're not Italian, you got to have some mad skills to get into that group, right? Mm-hmm. And, how, and get even get a job in that kind of situation. Yeah. So him being Puerto Rican, you know, he got to have he has to have some kind of mad verbal skills. To get in there i think and so you think it's you think it's just hot air you don't think there's there's anything redeeming 
even people who have who are who have mad hot air, there has to be some kind of skill there to keep that up for a long term thing because eventually you deflate. But it's not genuine. That's what I want to get to. Is like is is there a redeeming side to him? Because he does seem well. Knowing what we know moments, now, is it? Re- he seems I, like he cares. Kind of he seems unfair. like he cares well, about. He cares about the son. He, he seems like he, he was def- when they one of them got hit. He wanted to go defend her. I mean, but if it, I didn't know what we know, then I would say, yeah, it seems genuine. So that means he has a really good game. <laughs> but 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 now that we know, what we know mm-hmm. he's it's he's it's just game. Gotcha. Um, speaking of Drita and her, you know her little. Uh, um, meeting with Carla at Big Ange's uh, bar, which we just love. Uh, and and again, I want to say again, and I know Brittany Bauer, one of our hosts, had said oh, that eventually someone's going to go at Big Ange so we can see Big Ange mm-hmm. swat him down. And I'm so excited to see that. But then you conversely said you don't I think don't that's believe the so. case. I don't believe so. I think they respect her enough. I also think that Big Ange has been through enough to not put her foot into it she makes comments here and there like i said renee wants to be able to be in that same space right. and be able to talk about both sides without really taking a stance on either side like grow up you guys you know it's just immature get past it but she feels she feels the fire a little bit too she you know she has a little comment she does about she stokes the fire she makes comments but we're never gonna see anyone mess with her because ah that's so disappointing cam but I also think i want to see i want to see big Ange throw down lay down the laws what you know i forget what what one of online one of them called her the scary godmother <laughs> but i want to see her i want to see big ends laid out i would love law. to meet her in person and just kind of feel her presence or her energy because watching her on the tv interview she did for some la show she was here for even the hosts were kind of taken aback not just by the surgery that she's gone through but you can see there's a she carries a certain presence about her and that's something that either you're born with or years to acquire so interesting She's a great character. Well, they they in this conversation, she does like she definitely is like feeding the fire a little bit. And Dorita, you know, is talks about them being a bunch of crocodiles and why would you go to that pond and and I get it though. I think her buttons have been pushed enough. I think Dorita lives through her emotion lives through her emotions and then thinks about the logic after. Right, right. Which, is, which can be, it's a double-edged sword, right? It's a double-edged sword, but at least she does think about the logic after. Right. Most of them don't. Right. Like, I feel like with... Like, I think Karen can't come back. Like, she thinks about the logic, but when she blows up, no. whatever the consequences are after I the fact, she's she can't I think she's gangster. Undo. No. Oh, she, no, she's, manip- she's calculated. Yeah. And but I, I think there's a Karen side to her. Yeah? Yeah. I do. I don't see it this season. I think she would have forgiven Drita. Every- if Drita had acknowledged from the beginning, I think she would have forgiven her. I don't think I don't think Karen is as emotionally mature as Drita is. Oh, okay. So from the beginning she'd said, Listen, I you know, we Yeah, because I think what what really irked her is that I stole your man, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, she, and, and she's minimized it. Dorita's minimized it. Like, what? You, what? Guys, you guys kinda dated and you broke up. You think and- about it, it's a fundamental simplistic psychological view. What by doing that, Drita invalidated Karen. Right, you invalidated. That's me. what I mean. I was saying you min- invalidated me and our friendship. Right. right. I don't care about Lee and his. Like, take it's his not that, shit. but but you've you know, you've minimized. Yeah. My, you're my, invalidating me. Yeah, Basically, yeah. you're telling me I don't exist or I'm not worth it. Right. <laughs> and I was not. Yeah, I was nothing to to. But again, like I said, I don't think Karen's emotionally as mature as Drita is. Okay. I like I like I'm I like both. But Cam, like, again, you know, no, but Ramona. you are you are the mob mob wife psychologist because everything you said has totally come to fruition, you know, from the beginning. <sighs> so that's why I go to you. We'll um, 
Okay, the Carla and Ramona finally Ooh. thus sit down. Yeah. Takes place between the two of them. Your favorite against my favorite. Well, back it up, wait, real quick, because remember, uh, they talked about Adriana. I just want my my thing with that is jumping back to talk about that. Yeah. Sure. Bigger about, question. Uh, Ramona's friend, Adriana, who it shows up actually briefly. Carla's friend. She's really close friend to Carla. Carla's friend. Then Adriana, she said Adriana butted her nose into business that she shouldn't have, and they had a huge falling out and didn't right. talk. Didn't necessarily blame uh, Ramona for she the She blame Ramona, but, but, but why would Ramona friends. bring her? Right, so I got where that was coming from, but my thing is, bigger question is, why did Adriana and Carla stop talking? What was this big ordeal that caused them to stop talking? Mm-hmm. And it may have been completely Adriana's fault. Maybe feel, she got involved I, in I just feel her like marriage in, business. In the Italian-American world, everything is just to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Everything is just a lit wick. And you are either, and I struggle with this. I struggle with this. I, you know, I was on a hike today and I was talking about it because I was talking about our show tonight and I was saying, you know, I struggle with that, you know, being so loyal and I'll so take a bullet for you because we're friends. And then when that's not reciprocated, mm-hmm. then going the other way and being like, I hate you, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, and I'm, I've evolved past it, you know, but it, it, it's, I, I understand. I fall into, yeah, and I fall it's, into that umbrella. And, and when you, and especially, in other cultures or out here where they're like, they won't, your friends and they're like, they won't piss on you if you're on fire. It's, it's hard to deal with. So I, I understand, but I also understand how like, just like, like that, that could be it for the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, something like something stupid and it's so extreme. It's so intense. And you know, even when you go to Italy and the Italians, that's what, like the love. The it's so, yeah, it's so intense. But I remember having a, even a girlfriend from France who would tell me, you know, you don't understand. Like in Europe, it's nothing to kill yourself over a love interest. Nothing. You know, people for love they hang themselves, and you know, often it's very different than what we're used to. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, so whatever their falling out was, I'm sure yeah. I, I don't even. I'm. It could be major, more than likely. It's just one of those things. But but for her to come around, I think... I'm just hoping that comes up because it okay, seems like the way they alluded to it... It'll come up. Yeah. It'll come up. But now, yeah. is is that slight dick in the soup? Is that slight, you know, Jennifer, you know, who we haven't met yet, the producer, sister of Karen, uh, excuse me, sister of Renee, mm. saying, you know what? It's a side pocket oh, issue. Let's we'll get her in there yeah. because <laughs> that's going to stir the pot yeah. a little bit. Well, right? I, I would think so. Okay, well, I'm sure we're going to see more of it. They have their sit-down. We can talk about their sit-down. Mm-hmm. And Carla's like, I don't have any problem with you. Yada, yada, yada. Ramona says, fine, if you don't have a problem with me, I don't have a problem with you. Kind of that. And now it's like the gun's turning on Drita. I knew it was Drita. It's not you. It's Drita. It's very interesting how they're, they're operating. And Ramona clearly said, she goes, I thought that you were a puppet. I thought that you were being, yeah. you know your strings are being pulled what i did again this is another reason why ramona is my favorite what i did like is she's a talker she 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 made a dig and she discounted she discounted carla and basically at in the same breath then turned around and said she balanced it out by saying but i don't know you enough not to like you she she ripped on her first right tell you you ain't important enough but i don't know you enough not to like you so we're going to get to know each other and whether we like each other when we leave here or not, no big deal. I think she has good verbal skills. She has good people skills. She does. She does. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, her and Renee flipping out in the kitchen. 
at the end, it all got cooled down, and she was she was talking about I, I was being respectful, and but she didn't get back, she didn't back down. She was telling Renee that I'm going to defend you, and Renee, I don't need you to defend me. I'm still going to defend you. Yeah, you know, and talk about loyalty. He's the yeah, no, they all. That's the crazy part of that culture. Well, then, then <clears throat> Renee talking to Carla. Oh, I have to be there. Remember, <laughs> I have to be there to defend you. And by the way, it, let's step away from mm-hmm. analysis. Can I? I just want to ask you a question. Yeah, is there a side to it all that wish that admires that in a friendship? Oh, like, totally. Is there, is there anything about? My yeah. ego, my ego feeds off of that. Like, I want that. Like I expect that. You know, someone like that who's like, no, I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Isn't there something? There's always something about those kind of crazy friends that, even though they're cray, 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 mm-hmm. you kind of like they'll take the bullet right for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, like we're talking about people that give energy and take energy when we're screening and. My ego, my ego wants that all the time. I want friends that are ride or die like that. But there's the human side of me that also says there's a responsibility to that, and I need I need to know when to allow well, them to break that yeah, chain. Because you know they because they have a life they have goes to live. Along with yeah. that is usually a craziness. Mm-hmm. But it is nice. We find I find it a lot with my friends from home mm-hmm. back on the East Coast. There's if they're around in my day to day life, forget it. It wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But there is a nice feeling when you go home. A few times I do go home and we go to a bar or whatever. I just know I'm safe. Mm-hmm. I know I'm safe. I'm, with, I'm like, okay, they're crazy, whatever, but I know they're on my side. They have, you know, ride or die, as you said. It's a certain kind so, of a pack animal. So, yeah, it really is. It is. It's these tribal, mm-hmm. me, tribal mentality, pack mentality, but there is something attractive about it. Like, there's Hell a side yeah. to me that I could get totally sucked into their world. What, what, what the problem happens is that you can't stay Switzerland. Right. And there's always going to be opposing forces, and you're going to have to pick sides, and that's where it stinks. Well, it's, it's an extension of us as children wanting those boundaries set by our parents. You know, it's that safety, that safety net. And as we grow older, we want that safety net to, if not remain the same, we want it to, to expand it so we have larger places to travel. So, uh, <laughs> so that's... <laughs> Sorry. But so they sit down, Ramona and Carla. Where so, do you think that's going to go? I mean, it's going to it's it's leading to Drita, and we're going to see in predictions. It's leading to like, okay, now you're fi- we're fine with you. Now the pack is going to attack Drita, and that's why Drita's so reactionary in predictions and scenes from next week because she's like, oh my god, what did you do? Because now you're friends with them, and now mm-hmm. it's just her. Those are swimming sharks. That's what she said. So yeah, so I mean, I think that's that. Well, listen, let's let's go to a commercial, and when we come back, I'm excited to talk to you about what happened in court with with um, with Renee Graziano and Jennifer, the producer of the show, and of course their father and Junior. So we'll talk about that, and we'll have uh, we'll have some news and gossip. Ronnie, <laughs> why not? Hey, what's up? Hey, Ronnie. I wonder why we're not going to commercial. If I knew how to do the commercial, I'd totally do it. <laughs> All right. You ever want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a driver oh, queen. Janice is a I was dr- once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. 
AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Okay, and we are back. And so this, this article I printed up from the Daily Mail reporter. Uh, entitled Mob Wives Star Breaks Down a Court as she speaks about her husband turned informant who landed her father in jail. Mm-hmm. Betrayed. Renee Graziano broke down in tears in court yesterday as her father was led to detention center. It was like something straight out of a mafia movie. But for Mob Wives Renee, Renee Mob Wife Wives Star Renee Graziano, it was her real life playing out in front of her at a Brooklyn federal courthouse. She broke down crying yesterday. She spoke about how her ex-husband left the Bonanno crime family and turned into a government informant against her father. Fans of the show recently watched as Renee and her ex-husband Hector Pagan emotionally discussed a reconciliation with the star of the show telling him, it has always been you. But while the cameras were rolling for the VH1 reality series last summer, Pagan had turned rat. Renee had shed tears yesterday as she watched her father, Anthony T.G. Graziano, 71, led out of court by U.S. Marshals and taken to detention center to await his trial on racketeering charges, according to the New York Post. After her husband switched sides, Graziano was charged with a number of mob crimes. Pagan wore a hidden wire recorder and taped Graziano's father as part of an undercover drug enforcement administration probe. Speaking speaking of her devastation uh, over her husband's betrayal, she told the Post... They're in, quote, the life, end quote, with you one day and then cooperating the next. My son is taking it very hard. He loves his father. I won't forgive Hector for what he has done to my son. When Renee found out her father had been arrested after an FBI raid, she had collapsed and had to be taken to the hospital. Renee Graziano was hospitalized upon learning that her father, Anthony, was arrested in FBI raids on a mafia crime family last month. Renee Graziano suffered a panic attack and had trouble breathing after her father was arrested in the roundup of high-ranking members of the Bonanno crime family. They were all charged with racketeering and extortion. Graziano reportedly cut cut ties with his drama-prone daughter Renee and her youngest sister Jen, who created the VH1 reality show over the series which followed the lives of a group of New York women with gangster connections. Graziano's ex-husband, Hector Pagan, an ex-mob associate turned DEA informant, reportedly fed police the information that led to the ex-father-in-law's arrest. Despite this, and despite professing his love for Pagan, dispensing her love for Pagan on the show and saying she wanted to give their marriage another chance, she told the Post that she had known of his, quote, immense betrayal, end quote, she would have tipped off her dad immediately, even though that would likely mean her husband would have been murdered. The New York mob has a long history of murdering government informants. She said, quote, I would have told my father 100%. Pagan is now in the witness protection program. Anthony Graziano's daughter, Jen, created the show, which followed the lives of a group of New York women with gangster connections. In the latest arrest, Vincent Vinny TV Badalamonte was also charged with racketeering and taking over a bar after its owner failed to pay back a debt, Brooklyn Federal Prosecutor said. Nicholas Nicky 
Nikki Mouth Santora was charged with conspiracy to distribute marijuana and illegal gambling, according to the indictment. Vito Balsamo, Vito Balsamo and Anthony Calabrese were also charged. The men pled not guilty at a hearing in the Brooklyn Federal Court last month, except Graziano. I mean, like, this is cr- like the new. You can go to all your housewife shows, have mm-hmm. all your fun with it, all that made up drama. This is real. I mean, you, you read would have been murdered. And she's like, yeah, I would have basically had him murdered to save my dad. And right or wrong. I mean, it's crazy. Well, she talked about in another. It not, I'm not saying she's crazy. I'm, not, I'm just saying it's, it's crazy, crazy how real this show is. There's no messing around. Mm-hmm. This is serious. You couldn't script it any better. Really? I mean, we've never had this in the history of television. I, not that I can recall. The very fine line everyone's walking here. Yeah. And and I it just the bar of reality shows just it clearly just keeps getting upped. The ante just keeps I mean, how do you top this? Well, there's a certain level of danger too, don't you think? Uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How do you top this? Yeah, and, and I'm sure we'll find a way. We're that depraved as a society, but this is really scary. This is people's lives. It, it is scary. I mean, this is you know, and, and the fact that we'll never see Heck Junior again. Junior's gone from reality star to that's it. Ghost. Unless the mob is weak and he becomes such a high profile figure, if he's high profile enough, then we will see him again. Because, you know, it's tough to get someone who's high profile. High profile in maybe another place in the country, high profile in his own neighborhood, I don't think so. I think someone would get him. Most most likely. In a side interview that she did uh, for a New York radio station, she talks about the confusion that she had because she was raised to... I guess when you marry in when they go to jail, you, you do the time with them as their spouse. Right. So her husband... Now a rat, she is fighting over the loyalty to her husband, right. who's a rat, and her father, who's a big-time boss. And she said it it really did a number on her, you know, and of course she's worried about her son, and, you know, she Poor she AJ. knows that her son loves his father. But we, but here's what's crazy. We, Hector in a Jr., is, he's famous now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be real hard to be in witness protection. And how tempting is it going to be to bring him out for the sake of this show? And because he's such a hot potato, it would be tough to to off him now. It would be. Because he's known. He'd be a hot potato. Whoever offs him is going to go down. So not saying it's impossible. Not saying they won't do it. But I don't know. It could be tough. And and by the way, the mob is in disarray. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked, well, Big Ange mentioned it. We'll talk about it in the news. But since the 90s. They have been crushed, mm-hmm. and it's been the fourth and fifth strings just kind of doing what they can. But they're not what they used to be. I mean, obviously, people are very capable of killing. Like anyone can get kill anyone any given day. But I just I wonder, I throw it out to you, is this it for Junior? We never see or hear from him again. Not, well, as far as this show is concerned? Yes. Yeah, he's done. That's it. He's done. Because I think there has to be a certain level of loyalty within Jen as well. I mean, at some point you got to cut him off. <laughs> and you don't no matter need, how much you, money you, he might bring you. You're right. Well, you don't need him for the the show successful without him. Done. Because that's probably the only thing that would keep him alive. Is this show? It's the only thing that would keep him alive. Well, I mean, I don't know. We're 
obviously Jen kept him on knowing full well that what's going on. So maybe, I mean, after the few episodes they have left with him involved, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to play it out. That, that's interesting. Now that I just said it, even though he did that to her father, Jen obviously for the money kept him on the episodes or maybe she, she required it. Didn't did edit him out. No, no, no. They could have, but no, she, you know, I mean, listen, if I'm talking to Jen, if I'm advising them, I'm saying, you know, do whatever obviously is safest first of all is don't endanger the life of your sister or your family mm-hmm. but so much bad has come out of this world you you it's better that you salvage something good out of it and if you can become producers and reality stars you can get away from this life and you can make money and 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 try to have it won't be normal because you know the reality being a reality star isn't normal but it's god is it isn't it better than the mob world well and the reality too is i mean you've already sold out your father anyway by talking about the mob life right so and by the way listen stop you from well, doing listen, no 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 also papa sold himself out a long time Which ago what I wanted to talk about you know the hundred percent thing i would have warned my father i mean at what point do you hold your father accountable no they usually don't because it's they're so brainwashed which is but- which is fine in that lifestyle but then don't expect your son to be any better no and if and you know what and the father i get like not wanting the being old-fashioned and not wanting the cameras around right but you know i if he had unconditional love for the daughter he'd be happy that they were making money at something legitimate and away from that crazy lifestyle so anyway, my maybe, thoughts he was, on that, maybe he wasn't talking to her because he wanted to keep her separate from it i mean i could see him not talk i don't think so but i mean i it would be the smart thing not to talk so she can be kept away from it, but it doesn't read like that to me. No meaning there. It doesn't read like that to me. So anyway, uh, but who knows? But anyway, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves. Uh, let's let's quickly go to our couple of news and gossip uh, pieces, and then we'll go to predictions, and we'll say goodbye. After Buzz TV News. Karen's book. <laughs> well... Not everyone's happy about this book. She is hawking that thing on Twitter, let me tell you. <laughs> Not a lot of people are happy about this book. They say it's, it's multi-million dollar deal she got. I don't know if it's true or not. That's what they're saying. But at least two families of the 19 people Gravia, uh, Gravano was accused of murdering during his mob reign of terror are asking the office of the Arizona Attorney General to go after the royalties from mob daughter, Karen's book. They say the borough mob princess whose cringeworthy exploits are tracked by millions of fans of the VH1 hit series Mob Wives should not be profiting by telling their painful stories. It's harrowing to hear Karen Gravano boast week after week on a reality show, Mob Wives, that violence is in my bloodline. Laura Garofalo wrote a letter to the Arizona, uh, the Arizona Attorney General according to a published report. Ms. Garofalo was 17 when her dad, Edward, was killed by Gravano in 1990. Meanwhile, Ms. Gravano, the curvaceous and unapologetic Arizona makeup artist, cum reality TV star, landed a multi-million dollar deal for the ghost-ridden tome, which is said to take readers through her memories of childhood in, quote, in the mafia enclave of Staten Island as the daughter of one of the mob's most feared executioners, according to publisher St. Martin's Press. The book told as if by a wide-eyed narrator shares her memories of struggling to figure out who her dad was at first, her confusion over the handshake rituals at his Brooklyn social club, and the pressure her family felt from others in, quote, the business, to move on to... Huh, to move on... To, to move to a tone... Oh, to move to a new mansion, um, on, quote, the hill. 
So, anyway, this is real. This you talk reality. This is real. This what is do you funny. feel about it? Do you think that they have a right to go after her? I do. Earnings? You know what? If you think of those families, and the the way like. I know because I've had been threatened by them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right out. I've been threatened by them, and there's people in jail who threatened me who are coming after me that are in jail now mm-hmm. as we speak. And, uh, you know, when I have a few drinks with me, I'll tell the stories, and it's <laughs> always very painful and very upsetting. And I think how close they came to, to doing what they were going to do to me. Mm-hmm. And it's made me see this in, in a whole other light. Like, yes, when Scorsese portrays it, in the God, and we see the Godfather... There's something about this that's very entertaining, very engaging, and there's a sexiness to it. But the reality is when you're victimized by them and and, and, and threatened or worse, killed, or your loved ones are killed. I mean, you know, these are people that went without their fathers or grandfathers. Now, I'm not saying so they, some of them may have been involved in that lifestyle and then you get what you... But, you know, others, maybe not. And... It's really hard to to watch anyone uh, be successful and kind of, especially when you're smearing it. I can see where they feel like this is being smeared in their face, like, "Oh, isn't it so cool? My dad killed." You know, totally. I mean, think of like you know, you're, you you have a great relationship with your dad. Seems like like, and now just imagine he's wiped out when you're 16, 17, and just imagine how you'd feel if somebody was you know and where she she gets that look in her eye where she starts talking about how she's raised by killers and how you see she she glamorizes it she thinks it's cool I think that has to be very very upsetting to a family Oh, de- most most definitely because but the reality is you know I, i'm in my late 30s so i also see that that cycle doesn't end it's self it just keeps going keeps going so no matter what you do about it either you get in the same wave and you fall you fall down with them or you try and keep yourself out of it and move you keep out of direction. it but but the question is do these people you know first of all i totally see why they'd be upset mm-hmm. as far as getting something from the book i don't think they will because she's second generation she's very moved but god i understand why they'd want something i really do it's going to be hard to watch especially when you see these guys kind of the 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 people from that world kind of boast about it and brag about it and live kind of a good life i know henry hill from goodfellas i know a lot of times when he'd be on howard stern Mm -hmm. you know victims would call up victims families would call up and scream at him Mm -hmm. and he'd be laughing and you know and and it would be infuriating to them like you did all this then you ratted out everybody and then you made a movie you've now you've become this like semi-celebrity and you're just drunk and partying all the time when there's real life people who were killed over this who's just families permanently damaged permanently affected it's an an aggravation Aggravating example of, of unfair being unfair. So you wonder I, where the balance is. I don't know. I I tend to feel you know. I I see. Do, are they entitled to money? I don't know. I feel as though I see a hundred percent why. Oh, it's, it's valid. so it's painful. Valid um, well. You might wonder how the ladies of VH1's Mob Wives can get away with filming a reality show about their lives as peripheral members of a supposedly secret criminal organization. As Angela, Big Ange, Raoli explained Tuesday on Good Day LA, these days in the mob, everybody's rats, she said, and the reality show is the least of the Costanostra's problems. Ange explained how she was arrested herself with the help of an informant for selling cocaine in 2001. A girlfriend of mine 
An informer had a wire. She went into witness protection, and then we all got arrested. I did house arrest. We had parties every day for six <laughs> months, she said. She's fantastic. When Gin- Jillian Reynolds pressed Ange on the contradictions involved with airing a real-life mafia show on TV, she explained that the mafia's code of science no longer exists. How could it be secretive? Everybody's rats. Mm-hmm. There's no more secrets. They're all ratting each other. They're all ratting out each other. It's over, she explained. So while the mafia may not be a crime family anymore, Big Ange doesn't have to worry about her real family disapproving the show. Thank God they're all dead. Exactly. exactly. That's the one I was talking about. So she, right. You you had sent me this beat, and I appreciate it. Um, yeah, she's... Uh, I love Big Ange. Yeah, she, you, know, she, you can tell she wishes it were back to the old days. She accepts that it's not, and she's making the best of it. Mm-hmm. And I, what I did appreciate is, like I said, at some point in that interview... It was soft that she said it. She said it very softly, what she said. But I learned. <laughs> I learned. Yeah. You know, I mean, she, yeah, she laughed at it and made fun of it, but she did say, you know, I learned. I was reading, you know, I didn't get to, uh, you know, pr- print it out, but I was reading, uh, there's some great interviews online for her, and, and she's talking about how she's recognized everywhere, and she gets people send flowers to her bar. I actually want to send something to her bar now. I, I wish, uh, next week I'll give the name of the address. Junkie Monkey. Junkie Monkey, yeah. Drunken. Drunken. Monkey. Drunken monkey, and uh, she's just she's loving every minute of this. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, think she knows how to play the game, so she'll survive. I mean, she's been through it, right? This girl's been through it, and now it's just all about the fun. It's definitely about the cosmetic surgeries and the spa treatments, <laughs> and and good food, good good alcohol, big uh, big Ange, and and whatever like mob guy flavor of the month who's dating her. And I'm sure I feel like older mob guys are going after her, and and again, you know. As the old school mob guys were like, you know, they don't like attention or whatever. The gaudy, the new school does. But either way, in the it, it's weird. It seems like from even before the days of Sinatra, the mob has just had a thing for show business. They really like showbiz. So I'm sure like it's helping her mm-hmm. love life. But I'm fascinated by her, and I know everyone yeah. here is too, and I think all of America is. I think she's Big Ange, she is awesome. Yeah, oh, you know she's getting her own show, without a doubt. Okay, that is your AfterBuzz TV news and gossip for this week. Let's go to predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. I didn't see the spoiler for next week. I didn't see the, the trailer. I didn't really see what was Yeah, on. we did. Well, remember, Jareed is like upset, saying, oh. what do you mean you met with... So Dorit is, it seems, she's going to feel yeah. the heat that she's more cornered. Was that it? Yeah, that was most the most of it that I remember. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm sure we're going to see more of the junior debacle, because uh, when yeah. I was talking to VH1 about an, uh, another project mm-hmm. mu- a few weeks ago, they were like, we're only on episode seven. This was about three or four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So she was like, so much. So w- w- a lot of this topical stuff is going to bubble up soon. Unless they save it for the finale, Oof. just to give us to keep a cliffhanger, you know, with Junior. But I think there'll be. I think we'll see some more stuff with Junior, and I, I think the. I think the. Um, the sharks are going to start circling, circling in Andrita. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And, and, oh, and then Karen's book. Yeah. Right. Comes out t- Tuesday, Valentine's Day. Right. Oh my goodness, Mom. Why do you think it's going to sell? Yeah, she does have a large following. I think she's going to sell. She I mean, you remember if like if, if if you know, I had heard Jay Wow's book sold so well, but 
because of prejudice, they didn't put her on the New York Times bestseller list. Wow! But it did. No, it made it sold a ton of copies, and that. So I am sure that this this will sell. And if it's well written and it really gets into that world, people love love well, mob yeah, stories. Yeah, 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 so if it's well if it's well stated, you know, I, it will be very successful. So well, I wish them all. I mean, it's a lot tough to go through. So are you, are you gonna, her will you have time to read it if we get it for you? Yeah, I'll read it. All right, good. All right, let's let's make sure we get one. All right, Ronnie, do you want to take us out of here? Well, we will be back next week. Hopefully, Brittany Bauer, Jesse, DJ Jesse will be here with us. Thank you very much for tuning in. I think we held it down pretty good. Tried. No, I love you. I got Bob Wife Shrink. You're perfect. And where can we follow? Oh, you can uh, please tweet us your thoughts uh, at AfterBuzz TV. At Undergaro for me and at Tomakava seven seven seven. Tomakava seven seven seven. And uh, yeah, just keep sending at it, info at AfterBuzz TV. Your thoughts, your comments, we love it, and we respond good as best bad. we All can. Good. Yeah, good, yeah. You said that. You said you you, you don't mind good or I good or bad attention as long as you get the attention. Very healthy attitude. Okay, everyone. We'll see you next week. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 